You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe, alongside from the Washington Citizen, Jake Martin. What up, Jake? And unenthused, Jake Martin. Is Ooh. my mic on? Yeah, it's on. Okay. You're good to go. Maybe your headphones not up. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. No, you can't just start the show by saying you're well, unenthused. Uh, Come on now. Here, here's the deal. I, I feel unenthused, but I feel like I'll be excited tomorrow. Reason why is we got some cool things tonight and today with Media Days kicking off, as well as um, the Home Run Derby. Mm. So you're excited because the home run derby's tonight, dude. I need. You're something. excited because Ed Orgeron's going to be at the podium later today at SEC media. I need something. I need something right now yeah. because th- th- this weekend. And I know soccer fans. I'm glad you had your week and your weekend. But I don't know, man. It, it wasn't. You watched the World Cup, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You you chose that over church, so you made your priorities known. <laughs> Was it worth the hype, the build-up? Yeah. Did the game pay off? Yeah, it was entertaining. I had no problem with it. That's ha- all you can give us about the game? Well, the second half, I had to mow the yard. Oh. So wow. I did come back, and I did catch the finish, and then I was excited about the trophy presentation. And then for some reason, there was like this terrible delay. And then what made it even stranger for me was that, you know, both teams have to stay on the field, and, of course, Croatia is just hanging out. And, and they're just – they're laying down on the field just waiting for the presentation. And you're like, could you imagine this happening in the Super Bowl where literally, you know, the Patriots would have to hang around and just yeah. sit there and yeah, and uh, wallow in their misery? R- sure. Um, how long was it? It was a long delay. I kept flipping back and forth. Tabor, did you stick around for the entire time and then see the presentation at the end? I did not. I, I, I was up later than anticipated last night. That sucked into the World Series of Poker. And oh, uh, oh, we, we were, were just discuss discussing that. You. I was like, who would have stayed up throughout the night I, to watch dude, I, this I thing? I got oh. sucked into like 530 in the <laughs> wow. morning. Okay, and how, then started nodding off. I, I was going to, because it w- went all night, correct? It got down to the final two. So literally the TV coverage. And I was thinking, man, the guys that Norman Chad and whoever else was doing that with him, that must have been brutal. Uh, they, they earned their money. So how late, how long did you last? I lasted till about five thirty and started nodding off. And that's when I went. Oh, I got up and went home and went to bed. <laughs> ne- needless to say, I kind of missed a little bit of the World Cup. And then the worst part of it was, then you didn't even get to see how it wrapped up, right? So but, you're holding on. Well, I've going, I've seen that in the end, and I know they had the big presentation. They used to where they'd like march them all up and get their medals, and and it is a long. I bet the entire process with. Both teams is probably yeah. 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Hmm. I was saying you didn't get to see the, the end of the World Series of Poker, how it all ended. No, I didn't. So I, I, need to, to I need to dig around and find a video, at least of the final hand. <laughs> I was wondering who was watching all through the night. Well, it, we know. it was a great watch because they were back and forth, and, and yeah. the, the chip lead would swing back and forth. And, and it was, if you're into poker, it, it was yeah. pretty compelling TV. And, and 
I really think that, but it really is a good watch with the technology, and it is good stuff. Well, it's cool how they do the 30-minute delay, so it, it feels live watching it, yeah. but they have the 30, so they can't. I mean, they can still go and literally these guys have people on their iPads watching the broadcast so they can go back and get information and give it to them. But it's still 30 minutes behind to where it's still a learning moment for the players, but not doesn't affect in a decision right there in the moment kind of deal. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're a poker guy, it was, you know, and unfortunately it's not a, you don't have a excitement. Yeah, kind of like football or basketball to keep you up and excited, and it, if it can kind of drag on, but you know, I, I tried as long as I could. Tabor, what sport will you not watch, or, or is there a sport that you actually don't like? That I don't like? I don't think. I think there's more so sports that I just haven't watched and don't have interest in, not because I don't like it. I just haven't been exposed to it, but. There are some that, you know, I, I love my high school basketball, but sometimes when you get mediocre at best, you know, junior yeah. high and JV ball, it, it can be a, a tough watch, especially when you love it and you expect it to see played at a little better level, but be that as it may. I did see they were showing uh, college lacrosse this, uh, this uh, weekend. I did not partake. Yeah, I've never really watched that. Hogan says that was my first ever soccer game to watch, and I actually enjoyed it. Go French. He also told us who, I'm guessing, Chin lost. I hope this isn't a spoiler for you, uh, Tabor, but Chin lost. I thought it was Sin. C-H-Y-N-N. Yeah, he misspelled it, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, Sherman says he only made it to 11 p.m. with the World Series of Poker. Hit us up at 888-993-7762. It is the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. So I believe we got to run it one last time. This will be our last World Cup update. Thank God. We're going to have to retire this sounder. Thank God. This call. Finally, we can talk about Come on, Aaron. You know it's going to stay in the log for another four <laughs> years. What do twenty-six will still have this played? We can play it? Isn't that the year that comes to the States? Look, I'm depending on how the equipment in the studio evolves over the years, there's a good chance it might be there in eight years. All right, well, the last time for this year, our World Cup update. All right, France wins 4-2 over Croatia. Uh, there was an own goal early on in that match, and I felt bad, uh, Tabor. I was like, if this ends 1-0, how bad will it be for that player? But uh, ultimately, though, high-scoring game, 4-2. Any other huge takeaways from our World Cup expert, John Tabor? Uh, I think Mbappe, Mbappe kind of left as the, the star of the, the World Cup. He got a goal yesterday. I think he, he along with Pele, were the only teenagers to ever score in a World Cup final. So that's pretty good. And, you know, France was impressive, man. They just got better and better. You know, Paul Pogba didn't really get a lot of national, you know, play for the media, but he was kind of the engine that ran everything. So hats off to France. They they were the best team in the World Cup, and, man, they earned it. And Jake, of course, being the stubborn guy that he is, refused to watch. Yes, I did. No, yeah. Sorry. 
There is your World Cup update. Other headlines from this weekend. You know, there were some big uh, Wimbledon things that happened. Really? Yeah. Like Serena Williams getting beat in two sets. That was pretty crazy. Uh, Djokovic, I believe, won the title. But uh, Serena going down in straight sets was pretty crazy. What does it say about your TV watching habits? If I got more excited yesterday when I'm flipping around and I find the celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe. And I actually found that more enticing. It just speaks to the time that we're, we're in right now. But I'd like to see my professional athletes in a sport that you don't typically see them. Cause you just like to see your professional athletes. We uh, haven't seen uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're missing them. We'll watch them play golf. Yeah, That's what that is. And then, uh, of course, Tony Romo comes storming back to win the Celebrity Golf Tournament in Lake Tahoe. And then every time that they can, they can show a Charles Barkley sh- shot or a swing, he actually finished dead last. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy actually finished ahead of Charles Barkley. That's not, not surprising. Su- that's not surprising. What I am surprised about a little bit is we're getting more text about the poker yeah. than we have about the World Cup all yeah, season. Yeah. And that Hogan uh, did say uh, Sin lost. Yeah. Wait. Okay. No, so he Hogan says. Oh, Sin we got lost, we got some. And then another uh, says. I think Sin actually did win. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. With a set of kings, Miles went all in on a bluff. That's today. from Clint. So now we've got two different stories. One I'm saying he lost. One I'm saying he won. We don't know. We don't keep up with poker. We're sorry. Sin, Sin did win. So Sin Thank did you, win. Tabor. Of course, Tabor would know. Uh, Heather Cox doing an interview with the quarterbacks there and. Uh, Case Keenum was part of the interview, and she called him Chase twice. Yikes. That doesn't go over well. No. That's happened to him a few times in the past. Cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Other headlines. What were you watching this weekend? <laughs> did, did nothing. <laughs> I went uh, I went and saw Ant-Man. You want mm. a movie update? It was pretty good. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I got nothing for you. But I do have things to look forward to today, meaning um, – a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions. A, what's your favorite home run derby moment? I would love to hear it. There are quite. You're shaking your head. What? There have been some really cool moments in the home run derby. You don't think so? Give me one off the top of your head. Griffey hitting the warehouse. Okay. Thank you. Boom. All right. Uh, Sosa going 500 feet. Don't we miss the steroid era? <laughs> uh, uh, Hamilton, 28 home runs right. in one round. Pretty pretty insane. So, yeah, there have been some some really good moments. Uh, so I want to hear from you. What is your uh, favorite? Nobody's gonna have any, man. What? Home run, dude, people watch it's the not, home run yeah, derby. Well, I think I watch it. I have it on in the background, but it's not lasting memories or images. Like oh, I remember yeah. Griffey and Sosa. I don't know if it's because I was much younger and I cared about it much more back then, but. Hogan apologizes for the bad info. And then he says he hopes Berman or Bregman does good in a derby. Yeah, Bregman's participating tonight. So, okay, if you have a memory, if you enjoy the home run derby, let us know. Mm. Uh, another question. Would you rather watch the derby or the dunk contest? Dunk contest back in the day? I'm talking about today. It's a toss-up. <laughs> it really is. It kind of is, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Back in the day, derby, I mean, uh. Dunk contest, mm-hmm. no doubt, for sure. But if they could somehow persuade the the big big mega stars to compete in the slam dunk, well, contest. a lot of people said about the Derby too. Although Bryce Harper is participating, mm. so 
maybe that gives the derby um, a little extra, uh, I don't know, push. Maybe it gives you a little in- incentive to, to tune in tonight for the derby. 888-993-7762. What do you have more interested in? Uh, the slam dunk competition or the home run derby? Other headlines, and it is baseball-related. We are your headquarters for the Houston Astros. They fall 6-3 to three to Detroit to go into the break. Bregman was 1-3. for three. They end up winning that series, though, against the Tigers. Yeah, here's an interesting stat. So, I don't know if that game was included in this, but if it was, it's just one game. Records of recent defending World Series champs at the All-Star break. Astros, 64-35. Cubs, 43-45. This is 2017. 2016 Royals. 45 and 43, 2015 Giants, 46 and 43, 2014 Red Sox, 43 and 52, 2013 Giants, 43 and 51, so on and so forth. Bottom line is the Astros are not dealing with a World Series hangover like most teams typically do. Hmm. Nice. LSU uh, players, of course, competing with the team nationals. That includes Zach Watson. He had a big home run this weekend. He played pretty well for Pulmonary in that squad. I think overall the team went uh, 12 and 3 uh, and won every series that they competed in. That's it? I got, I, that Zach Cass, he looked good, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I didn't really keep up too much. Cabrera was fantastic. Yeah, Cabrera had some good games. I mean, Watson, I. He had a couple of big games too. A couple of, I think he won a couple of games with, with a couple of big RBIs. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, disappointed. I figured he'd be all in. No, I, I, I plan to Maneri be coaching it. Right, right. I plan to be, but I just just kind of wasn't. <laughs> it was hard to watch. You had to go out of your way to find a stream for it. If they would have televised it, I mean, all the stuff that's on TV right now, I'd have watched that over over most things. But uh, I don't know why they didn't put that on TV. Uh, I've exchanged a couple texts with Zach. We're hoping to get to have a phone interview with him very soon, just about his experience playing on this Nationals team and uh, what it was like. Uh, Cabrera hit 314 games, tied for the team lead with 15 hits, was the only uh, USA player to hit two home runs, also led the team with total 22 bases. Uh, Zach uh, finished with a team-high seven runs, hit 280. Also had that solo home run in Saturday's game and finished with 14 hits. There you go, Jake. I just got you updated. Oh, thank you. You know, we actually buried the lead this morning. We actually had a an interesting headline, and we just failed to talk about it. So It better not be media guys. It's not media guys. It is a media day, though. Grambling State placed 15, mm. which was a, a conference high on the preseason team. Uh, last Friday, of course, Christmas was selected as the preseason defensive player of the year. Um, and Graben was also uh, picked to, to win the West Division over Southern and, and Prairie View A&M. But uh, 15 players on, on the preseason list just goes to show you that people are still very high on Grambling. It doesn't matter that they don't have those two stars in the backfield this year. Uh, people seem to like other players on that team. Uh, I have some sound from uh, Broderick Clouds we'll share with you later on about the SWAC Media Day. Plus, uh, Grambling had a great event with the Grambling Legends Sports Hall of Fame inducted its newest class. Pretty cool, star-studded event when you get a number of these guys under one roof with the likes of Willis Reed, Shaq Harris, Doug Williams all coming back and, of course, participating in the Grambling Legends Sports Hall of Fame. we got a clip from Doug Williams coming up later in this show. 
couple of texts from Sherman. Home Run Derby in Boston was awesome. Home Run Derby greater than the dunk contest. Vito says, hands down, the Home Run Derby is the best. Everything that surrounds the NBA All-Star Game is a joke, Ooh. including the game itself. I think the NBA All-Star Game, they're trying to make it more competitive. It was, it was a step in the right direction last year. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I agree. I think, hands down, the the – MLB All Star Game is far and away the best in all in all the sports. Um, I mean, would you contend that? Well, could you say the summer league basketball games on ESPN are a joke? Now that's a tough watch. Not really. What else you gotta watch, man? I watched some this How weekend. How many of these guys are actually gonna be in, in the league? Well, but you get to see guys like Colin Sexton. You get to see them, you know, in their first look as a professional. I get it. The only thing newsworthy came out of it was the fact that LeBron was sitting there and watching the Lakers, and he actually sat through the entire game. It's like preseason football games. I mean, you could say the same thing about that. How many of these guys are going to be in the league? A lot of them are going to get cut, yeah, but I still want to watch it. There's nothing wrong with watching it. 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. You couldn't pay me two hundred dollars to watch ESPN's summer league. I would watch the cornhole championships over a summer league basketball game. That's a problem. Why? It's still basketball at the end of the day. Even if you don't like the players or don't know any of them, it's still high-level basketball. What we got going on today? <laughs> Goodness. SEC Media Days yeah. getting underway. Not in Hoover, not in the Birmingham yeah, area, either. but in Atlanta. Yeah. We believe this is the first time ever. It's it's everyone's favorite city, Atlanta. Yeah, um, and apparently it might not be there next year. So No, they're going back to, to Hoover next year, and then they said they're going to have the opportunity to rotate it. Whoever could throw the most money at them. Of course. Perhaps it comes to Dallas, maybe Orlando, other cities. So I want to get into some SC Media Day Bring talk. it to New Orleans. That would be awesome. I want to get into some SC Media Day talks. I want to talk about, um, of course, LSU's taking the stage today, so we can get into some of what Orgeron will hear. I also found a pretty interesting, hilarious article about questions you would really want to ask some of these coaches and players I'll read some of those for you later. They are legitimately fun. Uh, we're going to start breaking down Conference USA, correct? As our previews will continue to roll along. Yes. Um, I figure what we could do is kind of go through tech schedule, kind of break down those opponents, and, and give a win percentage chance. Do you think uh, Tech will be favored in this game or not? And we can do the same with ULM tomorrow. The voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, will join us at 8.30. I had the opportunity to play golf with him on Saturday at a fantastic event. Of course, the Farm Bureau Classic benefiting ULM Golf. Nick will probably be a little sore this morning because, you know, that was a lot of exercise for Nicholas White. <laughs> Why you got to throw him under the bus, man? 888-993-7762. We're off. We're running on the The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. 
We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Hi, I'm David Griffin, linebacker for your ULM Warhawks. Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou. Tailgate in the Grove and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ULMWarhawks.com. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, bike, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer. From the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Saber, great point here. I should have caught it. If I was a little sharper, I would. You were talking about bad basketball, and it's a tough watch. I should have tied that in with uh, the NBA Summer League basketball. Oh, and that's that's the perfect example. Whoa, that's a big difference from bad JV games, right? Is it? Or is it bad JV games well, probably with, have more teamwork. Within its realm, is it? Let's pile on Guys, tag y- team against Jake y- Martin. Y- y'all act like there are a lot of things to watch this summer. There aren't. Uh, Delaria points out, just saw a guy crying after falling off his bike in the Tour de France coverage. Tough sport, I guess. Yeah, very tough. Tour de France, can you watch it without Lance Armstrong? I don't think <laughs> no. I've watched it since then. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched it, but definitely wouldn't watch without him. When he was in his heyday, I always have a, I'd actually get calls and texts. They were like, you should do a daily Tour de France thing update on really on nightly news you don't get those calls or texts anymore do you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> huh how about that all right uh talk about tough questions this summer so sean fox's uh, sean fox sean, sean, sean payton's uh daughter has landed a job with the nfl network i don't know how she got that gig but she did so uh she gets an interview with sean payton tough get so he's in uh, the celebrity golf tournament there in Lake Tahoe. So they're doing one of these satellite deals. And she goes ahead and asks, I want to go back to Minnesota. I hope that's okay. There's, uh, there's way more than one play that changes the game. But if you could, what would you have done differently in that game? Sean Payton should have said, next question, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> but he laughed it off and he did answer a question. What was his response? Uh, for someone who's really studying the game, there was a third and one before we kicked that field goal to hold a 24-23 lead. We weren't able to convert that third and one. We kicked the field goal with 20-some seconds left in the game. Had we been able to get that one yard, 
we would have been, been easily run out the clock down to three seconds and hopefully kick the field goal and not give the Vikings another possession. So I would say that would be a play that I beat myself up over and over, and we think about it a lot, and that mattered a lot in that game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about the day after, right? I mean, a lot of people pointed to that big whiff of a tackle by Marcus Williams, but it was that third and one they didn't convert. Uh, also was asked about side bets that he has with uh, Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second year in a row. Mm-hmm. 0 for 2, by the way. Uh, the first one was that the, the Eagles will wear their home games during the November 18th game this season at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome <coughs> against the Saints. And the other bet between uh, said that they would benefit autism charities in both cities. That's pretty good. I yeah. think uh, Doug Peterson won both of them. He did. So Sean Payton is 0 for 2. Few of the things that coming out of the celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe from this weekend, besides the fact that Tony Romo with a great comeback. Inspiring stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, over the weekend, there was a big event down in New Orleans. Uh, they were getting a little TV, TV exposure. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a little bit of it. It was There was a fight. God, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm not a big boxing fan, uh, but I can't sit down and watch it. Uh but, yeah, the fight I watched was really exciting. And, by the way, one of the guys who won was from Louisiana. Uh, I think he's a big-time up-and-comer. He's from New Orleans, I believe. But yeah, That's one of the reasons yeah. why I was there. He, he won the main event. He won the main event, and people went nuts. Yeah. Um, they were saying it was a big success, and maybe this is how bad boxing is now in terms of what they gauge as a success. Uh, 3,100, I believe, 75 people in attendance. That was literally the attendance they got. They thought it was a big success. Well, it's all about the TV and, of course, the coverage yeah. on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, it was an exciting event. Uh, they got a lot of press, too. I saw the, the, the front of the Advocate uh, featured that. I mean, that was front and center. That was the centerpiece. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of exposure from it. Pacquiao won. Not in that event. He was also fighting on Saturday. What does that say about boxing if he continues to be now your main draw, your main Is he, card? though? Because it was on ESPN+. Plus. Hmm. It wasn't even on free TV. You had to pay to watch him, watch him fight on a service that is brand new by ESPN, which I guess that's that's a good um, business strategy for ESPN. But uh, yeah, I was I would have watched it, but I'm not going to pay five dollars or whatever it is to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> I'm not going to blow five dollars on that. How horrible is that, dude? Well, I mean. You're going to fork over $65, $70 for whatever MMA puts out, and then you won't do $5. We're not getting into the boxing MMA debate. Yeah. We don't have enough time. Hmm. 888-993-7762. Coming up after the break, we dive into some college football courses. The SEC Media Days gets ready to kick off. And Ed Orgeron will step up to the podium, step up to the mic later. And I remember last year, what, did he have that filibuster? And he got up there and went Man. through the entire depth chart. He's going to do the same thing again today. Just so he doesn't have that's to what coaches ask do. questions? Exactly. They only have like 30 minutes or so up there. If you give a long monologue and if you just break down. Plus, Miles used to do that, too. If you do that, that limits the questions that can be asked afterwards. It's a smart strategy. Boring strategy. It's boring, but can you blame him? I want to know why Dantra Scott is now listed as a fullback. I really do, too. What, what? If I looked at Dantra Scott from Faraday, what? and I said, well, that looks like a fullback. I was about to say, what about his frame, his body frame screams fullback to you? Why do you think Nothing. this is? 
I don't know. I feel like it was a, it was a typo, right? Surely. I mean, I could see him at a tight end, defensive end. I, a lot of different spots before fullback. Outside linebackers, the, you know, a, pa- a pass rushing. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, that's what he was recruited as. But a fullback? No. 888-993-7762. We're back at this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Hey, this is Sean Fox, sports director here at 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad. But we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the Sports Company, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, bike, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. During the break, uh, Jake and I were getting into it a little bit. We were arm wrestling, and I was winning, of course. <laughs> uh, so I have never been to an SEC media day, and I never want to go to an SEC media day. Yeah. It's, why? I, that was my simple question to you. Why are you so I don't want to stand there with 1,000 other blowhards, and, of course, being <laughs> in a room with an 100. All right, first of all, you're not standing. You're sitting. Okay, with literally 50, 60 other cameras, and they're just a, you're not getting anything special, unique out of it. You're not getting that access. You're not getting one on one. What else is there to cover? Well, I mean, you can cover in different ways. I mean, you can just get it from other people, and of course, you can read a transcript. I mean, you're not getting anything original. You're not getting anything outside the box. So I'll say this all of those things you just said are true. That's, Thank you. That said, you know, I've been to it twice. It's just something. It's like an event. As far it checks off multiple boxes for me, it checks off. Well, not not now because I I wouldn't. I would have to find a local angle, which I would Mm -hmm. have one with Rashard Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So that would that would be something I could go chase. You might be able to squeeze in your question with the other uh, one thousand schmoes in there. Listen, that's true. That said, I could still kind of cover him at SC Media Days, so I would check off a box there. Two is 
you know, in the summertime, you're looking for, for yeah. columns and, and yeah. other stories. People are always interested in football, so I'm always looking for football stories. Here's a big football story. You can find several different storylines from this. That checks another box. The third box is my own personal box. Like, I, I came into here telling you I need something to happen. Mm. <laughs> I need something sports-related to happen that I care about. This is something I care about. You know, media days, this is all the coaches, all the, the players that will be the faces of the league. You can talk to them. You can see how their personalities are. You can see how they feel about certain things. And honestly, when you leave SEC media days, you're fired up for the season. You're like, okay, I've got all these different stories. We've got all these different things to look forward to. I'm ready to see the results. And it just it's, it's that one little – week in July that you're like, okay, I get to quench my thirst for college football. I can hang on for another month. All right. I agree with that part. So I guess we're, we got nowhere there. <laughs> I agree with the part. At least we have now people actually talking about football, and we may get a, a wise crack or some kind of substance from Ed Orgeron okay, later okay, today. Okay. Joe Burrow is going to be your starting quarterback. That Orgeron's going to say that today. No. Here's where I would kind of agree with you. On today. Now, when I went, Spurrier and Miles were there. Yeah, and you good. got good Spurrier. stuff. Yeah. And I remember I asked Miles something that got him fired up. It was one of his fired up quotes. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it was something about Tyron Matthew and all that, that, that situation. That said, uh, this year, I, I find that the SME days is getting more boring. Mm. You know, Mullen's not going to be up there taking shots at Ole Miss. Because he's going to be talking about Florida. Uh, Jimbo is a boring interview to begin with. I mean, he'll get up there and just he'll talk 90 miles per hour about what? What substance are you getting out of that? Uh, at Orgeron, I, you know, I think if, if SC Media Days w- would have been, I say, two weeks to a month uh, after the hiring of Steve Enzminger, Boy, we would have been tuning in to see that, right? We want to see him get grilled. We want to see what his answers are. But it's been a while since that happened. And quite frankly, he's got some positive momentum since that happened. He's got he's put together some really good recruiting classes, and he's got Joe Burrow. And so I think the conversation kind of changes a little bit. I don't think you're going to get too many of those Enzminger questions. You, you probably will just because it's the first time a lot of these other guys from other markets will get to see him and talk mm-hmm. to him. But – He's already answered those. We've already heard his responses to that. So, we have, but this is some in the South have not, or a national columnist or two. But I'm saying, like us, when we tune in, we're not going to be hearing anything new. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I'm saying. Like I think, as far as LSU goes, the it would have been a lot more interesting had it have been a couple of months ago. Had SMU days been a couple of months ago, because then we could have seen Orgeron kind of face the music, give his reasonings as to why he's made the decisions he's made. Mm-hmm. Now we know those reasons. And so I'm just kind of looking at every single coach and going, what are we really going to get out of this year's? Because I thought last year's was uneventful too. And it really showed. I just remember thinking the whole time last year, I missed East Spurrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we need Spurrier to get in here and liven this thing up. It'll be interesting if he mentions Matt Canada's name. Second <laughs> of all, not. how will he address the quarterback situation? And, of course, will he show love to all of them? As he tiptoes around that. And then Ensminger. Well, I, of course, but I think he'll also show a lot of love to Burrow. He's not he, – look, he knows what he's got in Burrow, and he's not trying to – he's not ashamed of that. You know, he'll, he'll talk good about him, but he'll also say, yeah, it's still wide open. It's still a battle. They're all competing. 
And by the way, uh, they did a assigned numbers. Joe Burrow will be wearing number nine for the LSU Tigers. Now that's some big news. Big, yeah. hard cutting news. And the fact they have Dantra Scott listed as a fullback, and he will wear forty eight. Derek Rosenthal from Faraday will wear fifty one. Yeah, fifty one, which you wore at Faraday. Yeah. SEC, of course, media day is uh, kicking off. It'll be LSU, Texas, and then is it Kentucky? Kentucky. Also? Kentucky. Mark Stoops. <laughs> they just uh, throw Kentucky in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all interested in hearing what Mark Stoops has to say, previewing the SEC East. But uh, yeah, I, I think overall, and the commissioner, of course. Yeah, I think some people will probably be excited about hearing what Jimbo has to say about A and M, but he's not going to tell you anything interesting. Mm. We've seen these Jimbo press conferences, so I wouldn't get too excited for that. Orgeron is going to repeat what he did last year. He's going to go long at the beginning, and then he'll give you all these these answers that he's come up with these past couple of months about Ensminger, quarterbacks. So, but we'll we'll see. I, I hope something interesting happens. I hope someone takes a shot at another coach. You know, those were always my favorite things at SMU Media Days when these when. Mullen was 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 going at Hugh Freeze and uh, you know vice versa and uh, Steve Spurrier was making fun of other coaches. I want to see that again. I also remember Will Muschamp going at after a blogger. Mm-hmm. Blogger asked a really ridiculous question and he started talking about I don't live on the internet and yada yada yada. So hopefully we get some of those moments this year. Uh, I'm just hoping it's more entertaining than last year. And it'll be cool that Rashard Lawrence getting a lot of national recognition or yeah. get the spotlight, and Rashard will knock it out of the ballpark later today, the former Neville standout. Of course he will. Uh, the big news, of course, it has moved from uh, Hoover to Atlanta. Uh, this is just a one-year deal. Next year it will move back to the Hoover date, but it could rotate, like I said, between Dallas, Nashville, Orlando, or any other city that wants to submit a financial bid. Yeah. All right, so do you want these questions from Saturday Down South? These were actually really fun. Oh, please hold. Uh, who do we got, John? My computer froze up. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie. Oh, great. Ronnie, what's up? Give Jake a hard time. Good morning, guys. I just uh, that, what a what an amazing show you guys have, and I love I love that y'all let me call in and speak my piece. Easy, um, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do this. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's just go ahead and and do this this where Jake was right and where Jake was wrong. Uh, Jake knows that uh, I really think highly of him. He he does his research, but sometimes he lets his uh, sometimes he lets his heart get in the way of his head, and so I'm gonna take care of that today with a few wrong things. But once in a while he gets it right, so I'm I'm willing to give him credit for that as well. So what do you get let's right? Just, let's just start out, and and I'll make this pretty brief. But we're gonna start out with where Jake was wrong, and uh, of course I love focusing on that. So Jake, number one, the, the the place you were wrong last week is neither Michigan nor Ohio State are quite as good as you make out like they are. Um, it seems we get this every year from some talk show people who so desperately want for these two teams to be relevant. And while I'll grant you that their relevance is there on some level, other than the year Ohio State won the whole thing, they just don't often truly figure in to the national championship. When it gets down to that day, they either throw up a goose egg or just don't make it to that day at all. 
I think the national media especially would love for them to be relevant, but they just don't often figure in. So, okay, so I, I'm I'm carrying the flag for Michigan this year. So tell me why Michigan right. is overrated. Well, tell me what they've done the last few years. You want to go back two years when they were one-fourth down away from making the college football playoff? But they didn't. They didn't, you're right, but there was a frog controversial fourth-down call. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his butt every time he hopped. Uh, okay, but I'm just saying they're one play away from making the college football playoff two years ago, and last year, of course, we saw what happened last year. They didn't have a quarterback. They had so many issues at quarterback. They got Shea Patterson. Now, wouldn't you say that that's a huge upgrade at quarterback? And would you acknowledge that they returned most of their pieces on a defense that was undeniably one of the best in the country? I would acknowledge all of that, but they've got it to prove. What if what if sure, he gets, what if Chase what if Chase Patterson gets hurt three games in? It could happen, Ronnie. But it's we're, like we're in the all their eggs in one. Look, all, most of the national media has them ranked in the top five or six. I understand that. But they start up there somewhere every year and end up 13 or 14, losing three games. And, you know, and I agree with the fourth down deal. I mean, yeah, they got close, but um, they didn't make it. Take take this so, year so out of it. Two. Take this year out of it. You could say the same thing about LSU and a lot of these other SEC schools, Ronnie. Right. You could. So that's but just my SEC point. If we're in the preseason, we can't, we can't sit here and talk about what they've actually done on the field yet. We're trying to project who's going to be the teams to beat. I'm looking at all these rosters. I look at Michigan and I go, yeah, I, I really like what they have. I like them to come out of the Big Ten. I think a lot of the Big Ten, and especially that division that they're playing in, so I think if they win that division – they should be up for the college football playoff. Okay. Do you think? Do you honest? Do you think they will beat Ohio State? This is the year they do it, Ronnie. This is the year they do it. Okay. I disagree, but we'll we'll revisit that when the week they play. How about that? That sounds good. Okay. Would you agree that LSU has upgraded at quarterback? Uh, that now, this is a tough one because he's always defending. That's up. a tough. That's, That's a tougher question. Well, and we haven't seen – we've seen a little bit of Brennan, and, and right now Brennan's not ready. Uh, Burrow, I only thing I've really seen from him is garbage time. He looks good in garbage time, but that's a lot different than facing, you know, the number one defense in, 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 uh, against SEC teams. So, I, I don't, that's a tough one for me to answer right now. I would say there's potential that they did, but as of today, I would say no. Okay. That's fair enough. Number two, where you were wrong. LSU and Alabama is still a rivalry, even though it's one-sided right now. And as long as Nick Saban is the coach at Alabama, it will be a rivalry among most fans. Okay, let me stop you there. I agree with that. My point was nationally, when we did our top ten teams, I feel like nationally there's some fatigue with that game because – Yes, it will always mean a lot to LSU fans, but we're talking about a national audience here. Are people still going to believe that LSU is going to take down Alabama? It's a storyline every single year, and LSU has failed to do it. Why? You know, you can only sell people so many times, Ronnie. Well, 
I agree with that. But then, then you got to look at Ohio State and Michigan. When is the last time Michigan beat Ohio State? True. They want that too, but it's been a few years since that. Would you say that LSU Alabama is on the level of Michigan Ohio State though? No, but for the same reason you just quoted, then that takes that one out of the picture as well. It doesn't matter. I don't think I'm going to be as a college football fan, Ronnie. I'm going to be interested in Michigan Ohio State the Iron Bowl, and Oklahoma, Texas every single year. It doesn't matter how good those teams are. I'm going to watch those games. That's my point. I don't think I would say the same about LSU, Alabama. I will because of the location that I'm in. But if I were in, I don't know, Iowa or somewhere, I don't think I would say the same thing about LSU, Alabama. Okay, I'll give you that. As a college football fan, Ohio State and Michigan matters. But I'm a, I am an LSU fan, and I have to look through the eyes of an LSU fan. And it <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. Now, what did he actually get right? Jake got what? right that. Yeah. What did he get right? That yeah. Washington and Stanford really is going to be a good game. Is that all he got right? <laughs> no, I actually had several, but I hear the music playing, oh. and I will I will just say this. The one thing you really got right is Emerson. Y'all did a really good job on her, boy. I promise Thanks, you. buddy. Appreciate you all. I look forward to arguing with you all college football season. Sounds wonderful. Have a good one, Jake. Oh, love love the spats with Ronnie. <laughs> Hope everyone else enjoys those. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The area's newest lawn equipment pro center is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only Cub dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with over 100 Cub Cadet mowers on the ground and ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. Remember YP, Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Nacogdoches in West Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Trent says, don't encourage Ringo. He's always wrong. Y'all had to cut Ronnie off before he was telling right. what I got right. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That's that's messed up, we man. Just went, what's, what do you get, get wrong? He can talk for as long as he wants. Right. What, what do you get right? How oh, sorry, Ronnie. How time. messed up is that? <laughs> you gotta oh, say sorry, we got to pay some bills. Oh, Washington-Stanford, that'll be a good game. <laughs> what a genius. What a genius I am. Uh, this is how bad it is, though. Uh, you Jake comes in here this morning and says, man, do you get into media guys? I said, I like the information. Do you, do you get into the, the covers of media guys? I said, no. So you go and you start breaking down and looking at different media guys, the covers, I and evaluate it. and breaking down who got it right, who got it wrong. Yeah, I, I like media guys. And you like old Mrs. Media Guy. Well, this was the last cover. year. I, they haven't released the ones this year yet. Uh, usually they do that at SC Media Days. I'm sure guys are getting them now. They'll start putting it on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I used to enjoy going and getting those media guides and kind of going through the covers. Going, oh, that one's cool. That one's not. That one's kind of, kind of lame. Uh, That's pretty know. nerdy. Well, look. I used to actually, when they would send them to the station, it was cool just to flip through them because back in the day, they didn't have that uh, regulation, how many pages it could be, and it was literally just a huge recruiting deal. And just to go back and you could read all about the program's history and yeah. things like that, it was cool. Yeah, I used to save media guides. But it wasn't like I was ranking the covers and, oh, this one's number one. Well, when you get a box of 14 covers, you're gonna, isn't it natural instinct? Oh, to Western kinda, Kentucky knocked it out of the ballpark this year. Kind of look through them and go, hey, this one's good, this one's yeah. not. Mm. Whatever. Uh, we love catching up with the local guys, of course, trying to make a name for themselves, whether it's in the college ranks or in the NFL. This is a pretty cool time of the year. The number of local guys that we have on NFL rosters, of course, either as drafted or undrafted rookies, uh, there's a number of them. And one of them being Cam Sims, of course, who starred out at Washita, is now a undrafted rookie free agent with the Washington Redskins. You look at Cam, literally 6'4", 6'5", big old presence. He made his way over to Alabama. Some would say it wasn't the career that he had hoped for or a lot of people had anticipated. Injuries had a big part of that and, of course, also who he was playing with at Alabama. The one thing is, though, I think he ended up with 41 career receptions at Alabama with two touchdowns. He does have two national championship rings. Mm-hmm. Feels like it was just yesterday that uh, Hootie Jones was sitting at Neville, and he was making his announcement. By then, it was already determined, of course, that Cam Robinson and Cam Sims were heading to Bama. Would yeah. Hootie Jones join him? And I just remember them getting shots of them, all three of them together. And that was a big story then, the fact that, LSU got Cam Sims and Hootie, and Sims, of course, going to Alabama. He wasn't actually recruited by LSU. But the fact that uh, yeah, Cam people, Robinson people and Hootie that. Jones both left right. uh, for Alabama. People forget that because they always group those three together yeah. and talk about the big whiff that that was in-state for LSU. But mm. you're right, yeah. that I don't know why people um, always exclude that part of it, the fact that he wasn't recruited by LSU. But, mm. yeah, it's still not a good look when you've got – Three of the top guys from one area leaving and going to Alabama. I had a chance to catch up with uh, Cam Sims as uh, he was working out in town. We talked about his time in Alabama and also what he anticipates as he reports to training camp with the Redskins. 
Of course, uh, every kid. I don't know. I don't know not one kid that grow up playing football saying I don't want to play in the NFL. So living this, I mean, going through this is my my biggest dream. Uh, your career at Alabama, of course, you got the two national championship rings. What does that mean to you? Means a lot. Um, I want to thank everybody that go to Alabama. I mean, that work for Alabama for it, putting everything in me to go out and do my best. What was it like being a part of a championship program like that? Amazing, a dream come true. Uh, playing for the top school in the nation, winning two champ nat natties. So that was amazing. How did you not get frustrated? Because it's not an offense that, of course, loves to throw the ball. I think you finished up with 41 career receptions, battled some injuries. How did you stay level-headed during the entire process? Uh, God, uh, my auntie told me to keep God first and I got bigger things ahead of me, so that I just had to keep level head and they were calling me every day, so that's how that's what helped me. Talk to me, describe what that moment was like, your final game walking off as a national champion. Ah, it's crazy, because uh, it went by so fast. Like I was telling you earlier, my mom told me it would go, go fast, and I wasn't thinking. I was just young, and like, my it ain't gonna go fast, so it was amazing, it just went by so fast. Tell me some of the things that you're working on. Uh, my agility, most important, my strength, so I can go back and go with grown men to go against them each and every day. So I just need to get stronger and bigger and also faster with Coach Dudley. I know it's probably a little bit of a disappointment that you did not get drafted. How did you kind of put that to the side and then look at the positive in terms of the Redskins calling you? Uh, I used it to, for motivation. Um, the team that didn't draft me, I just put it beside me and worked on it. and. Use it for fuel. What was the rookie mini camps and then the mini camp like for you up in Washington? Oh, it went great. Uh, I was really nervous for the, uh, the first day, and my dad called me and he was like, "Just use it to uh, motivate you and stuff like this." So it went it went very well, better than I expected. What's the one thing that you think you can give the Redskins? Uh, that vertical threat, uh, vertical speed down the field, making plays in the air. Uh, that's mostly it. He was certainly fun to watch at Washita. You may remember his junior season with Washita. He didn't play basketball his senior year at Washita because he had already moved off to Alabama. But his junior campaign leads him all the way to the state championship game. They score off against Scotlandville, and Scotlandville is just loaded. And they had the big guys under, down low at Bridgewater, I believe, and others. And Sims did not back down from him at all. And I just remember what a competitor, not his number one sport, and he was holding his own against the state's best some of the best in the South. They came within one shot of knocking off Scotlandville for that state championship. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, you know, Sims made a name for himself in this area. Uh, I caught up with uh, a young man who's trying to do the same, uh, and Dalvin Hutchison out at West Monroe. Cheap plug here. Um, I'm going to be starting my Impact Player Series with the Washtenaw Citizen this week, something I do every summer where I try to go to uh, local high schools and feature uh, a player, get to – Tell you a little bit more about them, players that you expect a lot from. And we look at Dalvin, and of course they're transferring from Wasman to West Monroe. And early on, I don't think he made that big of an impact, but by the end of the year, you're like, ooh, by the end there's of the a year, force up front. He was recording 10 tackles a game yeah. as a defensive tackle. So just let that sink in. I, I remember watching him several times last year, 
and you would be right beside me, and I would just say, I mean, can you believe that this guy is constantly in the backfield as a defensive tackle? It's It was insane. I mean, he, he had a tremendous season. So, you know, I caught up with him. I asked him about some of the offers that he's getting. He told me he had about around 12 or so, and uh, was actually, um, you know, talking with uh, ULM and, and ULL. They were among those. Um, but anyway, I, I was I got to ask him about, you know, working on what he was working on this off season and, and, and what he viewed as his strengths as the defensive tackle for West Monroe. What would you say are the strengths of your game? Would you say it's uh, just coming off the ball? Would you say it's your hands? What, what do you think makes um, you so special? I feel like it's, it's a combination of both. Um, I feel like, you know, since my size, you know, six foot, you know, I'm undersized for college. Well, it's a deep tackle, but I feel like I have leverage over, you know, title defenders. I feel like I have strong hands. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, it's going to be hard to push me out the ball. So I feel like I'd be a good run stopper, and I'm trying to precise my passers game as well. Do you feel like because of your size, because you've kind of been overlooked because of that, has that give you, given you a chip on, the, on your shoulder? Because if you're just comparing talent and production, you know, if, if you're probably sitting around going, where are my offers? Why am I not getting the same attention as some of these other guys? Yes, sir. And, um, you know, I realized that when I go to camps, like I went to another camp, I made the you know, final five. So, I really, you know, as I, I'm starting to realize, you know, to, um, size doesn't mean a thing because, you know, I'm, you, you can be this size and I can be outworking you. So, I, I feel like they give me that little chip on the shoulder to work mm -hmm. harder. Let's go back to last year. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's all that clip. But anyway, he's. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. And he's going to be featured, I don't know if next week or, or the week after, but uh, this week I've also got uh, Neville's Lecameon Franklin mm -hmm. and uh, Sterlington's Dallas Rager. So just be on the lookout for that. We're getting close to the high school football season, so now we get to kind of talk about the players that we're expecting a lot from. Calvin, still, you mentioned uh, 12 different offers from a number of mm -hmm. local schools, but it is the, the size thing when everybody looks yeah. at six feet. That reminds me probably of a player, Chucky Hunter, who started uh, West sure. Monroe back in the day. And I've then, heard a lot of those comparisons. And then yeah. went back. Then I mean, he had a great career at TCU, but the biggest knock was, well, he's not tall enough. Mm -hmm. But he still figured out a way to have a pretty productive college career. Yeah, and I mean, Dalvin is going up against the best in 5A, and – that was another question I asked him about too. Was there any, you know, any concern about making that jump from 3A to 5A? And he made it look effort effortless. And, and you know, he, he talked about that—the fact that he had faith in himself and, and you know, the coaching staff at West Monroe worked hard with him. And uh, it, look, I think it's going to pay off this year when you when you play West Monroe. I think he's the first guy you circle and go, "We can't let this guy beat us." Mm -hmm. And that's quite um, quite a feather in his cap because you're talking about a high school that's always competing for championships. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. See how the power of choice can help you save on auto and home insurance. 7 o'clock hour in the books. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll hear from the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, at 8.30. SEC media days are underway. Ed Orgeron will take the podium later today. We'll continue to break it down. What's the one question or two you would like to ask an SEC coach? Yes, we've got plenty to look through. Some legitimately funny ones. And also, if you want to let us know, 888-993-7762, what would you ask these coaches and players? Morning Drive, back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com. 
or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.